This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios. And this week, we are talking to Flight Co. Brewing, Brian Yes. How about that? I'm Tim Dennis, and uh, Brian Hewitt, you're here as well. I am. Hey, Tim. Joining us today, we have Morgan O'Sullivan, a co-owner of Flight Co., and Jason Slingsby, a co-owner and head brewer for Flight Co. We're going to talk about aviation and beer, drinking in air traffic control towers, and uh, taking to the sky to get fresh hops. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I think sky hops, that's the, the preferred way to get them there. The sky hops? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's definitely preferred. Uh, guys, Thanks for joining us. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, you're in Denver, a good old Colorado. How how's the weather out there? Are you in spring yet? Oh, we're we're very much in spring. Uh, it was sunny and snowing this morning. Oh, Ooh. so that's okay. Gotcha. So sunshine is the main indicator of spring, yeah. then. Yes. Yeah. No, nah, it's it's sunny all the time. It was uh, temperamental weather. I think is the indicator okay. of, of spring in Colorado. It was 75 on Sunday. And uh, raining yesterday, and like I said, sunny and snowing this morning. Um, so, yeah, if you don't like it, just just wait a few minutes. It'll it'll flip around. We had, I think just a week ago, we had a dip here in Georgia where we, I think we had some 20s, didn't we, at night, like 28 degrees and that. But we're back up to our typical spring weather of 80 degrees in pollen. That's right. So that's where we're back on it. Too, Radioactive but. dust everywhere. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. My eyes are burning a little bit right now. Yeah, the pot now you you are better with the pollen now than you were a few years ago. You get Correct. your allergy shot, I do so get it doesn't get you shot. as much, right? And I love those things. Within yeah. within uh, a day of getting the first one, all the symptoms miraculously just disappeared, and it made me think that's like this is too perfect. It can't possibly work, but it seems to be all right. Are, are yeah. those shots low carb and gluten free? They are. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. completely <laughs> fat free, low carb, sugar free. Yeah, I mean that's great. They sound great for nice. Any diet. They sound nice. Yeah, Very yeah. good stuff. You know the cool thing about spring though. Beer Fest season is up on us, and we've got Brian. We're we're going to be out the, this weekend partying the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Yep, putting on the Georgia Brewers Festival. So all the Georgia beer, and then the weekend after that, we've got a little beer fest here, guys, and we're going to be celebrating all things low ABV. So lots of pilsners and other lagers, and just having a good time with that. So. Uh, are they starting to kick off there in Colorado? Is Are the Beer Fest rolling again? They are. We've got our first big one coming up this weekend, Collaboration Fest. Uh, we partnered with the guys at Copper Kettle Brewing this year. Uh, we went the opposite of your low ABV fest. We did a Imperial Schwartz The other way. Okay, fair. Um, but it's uh, it's a great way to kind of kick off the, the festival season, and all the breweries are excited, and I to have everyone out again after a couple of years right. of, yeah. you know, not really doing much. It's everyone's going to have a good time. Imperial yeah, Schwartz beer. Wow. It's okay. going to feel like a family reunion at this point. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I, I remember getting back out for the first time and you're just excited to be there. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter what is being served or what's going on. Seeing your friends, your brewer friends and other beer folks out there. I was at uh, I was at a, a 
late to a beer event, but I made it over and a guy who I haven't seen in quite a while saw me. He got a little choked up. He had a few beers, but he got a little choked up. Like I remember we used to hang out all the time and it was, it was an, a moving experience. It was touching for back everybody before involved. the plague. Yeah. We used back. to spend so much time together <laughs> in the before yeah. time, yeah. in the before yeah. time yes, we were correct. there. We were there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got is GABF coming back full force this year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty sure. See that. So it's, uh, yeah, things are starting to feel like they're headed back towards normal. Feeling I, normal. I, okay. I stopped. I stopped planning my life that far ahead a couple of years ago. It's cra- so. There's no telling. I just saw there's another quote <laughs> dominant strain and oh yeah yeah, yeah I've heard this that. weekend yeah. as in this Saturday there is collab fest that we're going to and I, that one's on. You're we're there going. no matter what. Yes, <laughs> no, Georgia no beer what. Georgia beer fest. We will be there too Definitely. no matter what. No matter that, what goes yeah, on. My looking my looking glass says that's that's still that's good. good. Yeah, I mean other than the global pandemic and threat of World War Three, everything's fine. Oh yeah, it's yeah, totally. perfect. Though. Just fantastic. This is fine. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, gosh. Well, Tim, I guess we should probably talk about the beers of the week, huh? Absolutely, Brian. You know, guess what? Great list of beers to drink, what? Brian. Yes, we do. We do. We do. We want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring this segment. Craft Beer Barbecue, downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. Check them out. Sit on the patio before the pollen comes too strong. It's just light now, so you can get that patio weather in before it gets crazy. Uh, for the beers, Flight Co. Brewing. We've yep. got some beers here. We are currently sipping a Belgian Saison. And, guys, we're going to talk Saison a little more in-depth here now that we've got this in just a little bit. But Belgian Saison, Brian, we love these, and we just don't see enough of them. Yeah, not, not very many of them out there right now. But we are currently sipping Tipsy Nipper. Yes. Yes. He said that, he said that safely. I, I did, man. I have to do ways, I We're yeah. sipping Tipsy Nipper Belgian Saison. Uh, we also have a, have a Heading 270, which is a West Coast IPA. And then we have a Ski Plane Stout, which is an American stout, Brian. So a good little trip there to take uh, yeah. uh, across some styles there. So that's going to be a good time. Brian, guess what? You've got time for news this week. Oh, my goodness. I've got so much. i got more time than I was expecting, but uh, I think i got enough. So the big thing here is the war in Ukraine continues to have a big influence on the, on the beer world as well as the rest of the world. Heineken has announced plans to permanently exit, exit Russia after uh, determining that business there is no longer sustainable nor viable in the current environment. This follows them completely halting operations for a while in Russia for the first time in 20 years earlier this month. So they plan to sell off all their Russia-based assets, and they're saying they're not going to accept any kind of financial gain from the, the transaction. So I think it's kind of a break-even break proposition. Uh, apparently, there w- was a period where they will have to maintain some amount of token operations to mitigate the risk of nationalization of their assets. There's a very real risk that okay. Putin might just say, oh, you're leaving? We're seizing your breweries. So, right. uh, so they will pay their uh, 1,800 Russian employees through the end of 2022, and uh, if I read it right, this move is expected to cost Heineken around 400 million euros. So this is not going to be a cheap thing for them. Um, within hours of that Heineken announcement, Carlsberg also announces that they're getting out of Russia too. Interestingly, both these co- uh, companies were rewarded initially by the stock market for their announcement, so they were slightly up after announcing this. Probably at least in part because selling your Russian assets before they get seized by the government is better for you financially than, than uh, you know, not. Than not. Than yeah, not. Exactly. Just not. So it's a bigger deal for Carlsberg to be leaving. They're a much bigger player in that market than Heineken with 27.3% of the market share. And that accounts for 13% of their profit while it's only 2% for Heineken. And they have they employ 8,400 people, which is one-fifth of their total workforce. That's a lot of people there. Uh, on top of that, I've, I also saw there was a note about AB InBev pulling bud sales 
and possibly good news for uh, breweries that need to can beer. Ballcorp is also planning on uh, getting rid of all their assets in Russia, so they will not be doing business there. So we may get some more cans out of this. You know, you think about this on a bigger scale. These are just beer-related industries that we're talking about. Yeah. Now. I know I saw uh, McDonald's yeah. was pulled out, and uh, I believe Apple or Nike or one of those. You know, some pretty big players are getting out of there. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw a reference to there being like 400 different U.S. companies or 400 different major companies that may not have all been U.S. companies pulling out of Russia. The interesting thing about there was a note about the McDonald's one within like 24 hours of them pulling out. Somebody filed for a Russian uh, like trademark on basically an identical logo for a different burger chain. So there's going to be a Russian. What was the one in coming to America? McDougal's. Oh, McDougal's. Yeah. Yeah. So there may be a McDougal's McDougal's over there. I think it was something I, I can't. Vanya something? I, I, I don't want to say it because I'll probably butcher it, but it uh, didn't sound much like it, but there's going to be a replacement for it. So the guy who chained himself to the door when they were leaving, yeah. he may still get his burgers. Of all the companies leaving, the one I've heard the most protest on has been McDonald's. Yeah, People like hoarding freezers full of cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> I've seen They're really that not too. happy yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Tim, big beer just can't catch a break. <sighs> Terrible. A jury agrees that Molson Coors should have put the key back in Keystone. Stone's trademark infringement lawsuit against Molson Coors over the prominent use of the word stone on their cans has gone to tr- trial finally after four years of waiting, and the verdict came quickly. A federal jury has awarded Stone Brewing $56 million, which is well below the $216 million Stone was asking for, but it's a win. According to an official statement, Molson Coors is evaluating their appeal options saying that this case was really a bit more about Stone's $464 million debt and not about brand confusion. So long story short, Molson Coors is going to make Stone pay to get that $56 million. Yeah. Yep. Poor Keith Stone going to be living in a van down by the river, bro. That's right. Yes, he yes. is. Yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with Flight Co. Brewing. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 19 great breweries, distilleries, meateries, cideries, and wineries. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism brings you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations and get your brew pass stamp, sample unique brews, and win sweet prizes all month long. Make sure to get double stamps on Bubbles and Brews event nights and vote online for your favorite brews. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our back there victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on the podcast park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to flight co brewing Flight Co. Brewing, we talked about in the first segment that we were sipping Saison, Brian. So we were sipping Tipsy Nipper Saison. Yes. And guys, if you don't mind, 
we're going to jump right in here to talking some Cezanne talk because we talked a little bit off the air that we are huge Cezanne fans. We've talked on the show before, Brian. We like to brew and drink Cezannes. Why aren't Cezannes as cool as they were, say, five years ago, Morgan? That's a good question. We, you know, as, as we were discussing earlier, it's such a great utility beer. I mean, it, it's a cold-weather drinker, a warm-weather drinker. You can have it with spicy food. You can drink it with a stew. It pairs with just about any situation or food that I can think of. Um, so I, I hope to see them make a little bit more of a comeback than they have so far. It's a Swiss Army knife of beers, really. It is. Yeah. Now, exactly. you were you were chatting on Twitter earlier this week, Brian, uh, about like DDH Saison and things yeah. like that. And I believe you said that it didn't exist because there, were no, there was no hashtag. There's not a, there were no hashtags. There was not, but Twitter. you got the hashtag I, started, right? I okay. created it. I, I, I tweeted one one of those out there, so now it is officially a thing. So, run, run away and they like start brewing it. Well, yeah. this is what I thought of. Is One thing with Saison is... Folks don't seem to mess with them too much, you know? I mean, like we see with the IPAs, with hazies and milkshake and all of this. How far can you go with a Saison before you've just totally defiled it? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think as people brew that style, the tendency is to make it the classic style, right? Even yeah. ours is loosely modeled off the Saison DuPont, right? We want we want to put that homage out there to to those like very traditional styles. Um, but craft brewers are really good at doing everything within every style. Right. Um, and that, that never really slows. So, you know, I, it's a yeast driven beer in a lot of ways. Like, in, but adding some hops in there, let's do the, let's do the DDH Saison. I'm, I'm, yeah, sa- I'm, I'm sensing a, uh, beer guys radio and flight co collab Saison. I think so we are. I'm, I'm on board uh, with I this. I am yeah. all aboard. <laughs> I, I feel like, what, I feel what like hops all... would you want in there? You want just straight saws or you, you, Thinking something else for your. You DDH know what? Beer. Let's let's bring it. Let's make it interesting. We know there's a lot of new hops out that we've never got a chance to play with because we haven't brewed in a few years. So, and there's some really great ones. That I'd have to think about that. Anything yeah. pop into your head, Brian? Well, when I mentioned it, my my thought was is I want to try this, but it's dealer dealer's choice because if each saison seems like it has different characters, so <clears throat> you'd want to pick the hop you think that would best, you know support and complement your your particular style of saison are we always did mosaic a fair amount with we ours. did use a lot of mosaic in ours and i really dig we did a peach saison version as well and i really dig stone fruit with a saison like i think mm-hmm. those go well together yeah. so we could get a those hop citrus that, flavors they really they really go well we actually yeah. and morgan mentioned it earlier but saisons pair so well with food we just did a beer pairing dinner and the, the whole menu was amazing. We did four courses, but the standout in the winter to me was a citrus salad with the Saison. Oh, and it yeah, was, I could see that for I, sure. And it, it blew everything else out of the water. Just that flavor combination, the way it came together, which, I mean, I wanted, you know, the red IPA and the, the duck birria tacos, but, but the salad still held its own. Those, that other one sounds yeah. really good too. Yeah, I was like, I'm down for that <laughs> so, too. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. We actually we've done a, a passion fruit version of the saison. Okay, uh, that, you're, that you're drinking as a as yeah. a collab um, for the uh, forget which anniversary it was for beerdrop.com, one a distribution partner, um, and it, it was phenomenal. The the that that fruit essence coming through with the yeast character of of the beer they they work really well together. So yeah, I think. There's a lot of opportunity to play within the saison category. So if you were going citrusy, you what what could you do? Like citra, you got mandarin. Was it mandarin Bavaria? Bavaria? Yeah, you got lemon drop. I'm like you could actually have a cornucopia of various citrus 
citrus is involved that you could choose select from so i can't believe i'm forgetting the name but what's the one that's got the the wine character oh nelson is it nelson, nelson Sauvin? Yeah, yeah that would be but that would that would be nice yep. with a saison uh i've thought like gin barrels so you could oh, get yeah. you, you know get some barrels. bring some of those piney hops in there let's let's get crazy man or you could even like put juniper berry even put dry juniper in <laughs> That's like it's too juniper. crazy though. <laughs> we had we had a we had a beer the other day with the phantasm powder. Okay. In it, yeah. Which is like that grape must thing that's oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Heard about I, that? I, huh? I had just read about it like two days before, and we happened to be in the liquor store picking out some doing some R and D. You know the the difficult side mm-hmm. of the job. Yep. Found it in a beer. Decided to go for it. I, I don't know if I could tell the difference to be honest, but it seemed cool. See, it's fun, man. That's it. Get a little crazy, and then I think the next logical step is to milkshake it. Oh, of course. Yeah. You got to add so, lactose. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Right. right. Yeah. Well, if you're going so, there, if you're going there, you're going glitter. And I was just next. about to say glitter. You do need <laughs> the glitter. Like this, at that man. point. Yeah. What is it? What is that again? It's a DDH Disco Saison. Disco Saison. Yeah. Right. There you go, man. <laughs> Come on. Let's yeah, make it happen. Approved. That so, could be, that the, could be volume two of the collaboration series that we're apparently we're doing now. So that's, that's it. Uh, the milk disco. The milk disco. Disco. Yes. Wow. Wow, this milky, started out like a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it, it goes downhill fast. It does. It does, man. Yeah, it's good a, stuff. We haven't well, even gotten to breakfast cereal yet. So anyway, go ahead. Right. Oh. Carry on. Carry so on. many options. So many options. Guys, we're going to back it up a little bit. Can one of you share with us kind of the story of how Flight Co. took flight? Um, yeah, I guess I can chime in there. Um, Jason and Eric are the are the two and you know so jason's here with us and, and eric's our our third partner they they bonded over aviation and beer in college and you know really <clears throat> delved into that aspect of it as as engineers i ended up being eric's next door neighbor here in denver uh met these two guys that really knew how to brew good beer had had a great concept of of what they wanted to do um and immediately gravitated towards it um they invited me in and, and kind of realized that, hey, we got the beer dialed. Uh, we, we understand exactly what we're doing from an engineering perspective. Jason's a chemical engineer. Er, Eric's an aerospace engineer. Um, I feel like people need to come to our brewery and, and buy the beer. So there needs to be a people side of our business, <laughs> which which happened to be my my area That's of expertise. It. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the formation, you know, born in the backyard, uh, brewing in 20-gallon pots. And, uh, you know, improving processes year over year, building fermentation chambers and, you know, just a lot of trips to Home Depot, a lot of, a lot of different <clears throat> homebrew setups. And then we started on the path of opening a brewery and, and, you know, we were just stubborn enough, just smart enough, and frankly, just dumb enough uh, to stick with it, uh, to, to see it through. That dope. last part's important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We uh, we have to scale it back at times. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we have it that in abundance. There's too much. <laughs> um, but Jason, I don't know if I I missed any part of that story there, but that was the synopsis. No, that's uh, yeah, it's fun. Eric and I have known each other a long time, and you know the the idea for the brewery was was kind of born on a cross country flight. Um, he was out in Seattle at the time, and his grandpa's plane was out there that he had inherited. Uh. 1946 Aronka Champ, wow. basically okay. balsa Ooh. wood and fabric. Right. Uh, <laughs> we had a, a a toothbrush and a t-shirt, I think, between us. Um, and we flew for three days over the Cascades, 
uh, all the way back to Denver. Wow. It was that an amazing awesome. flight. But along the way, we were kind of both working our engineering jobs. And, you know, maybe we've enjoyed this beer thing. Let's let's come up with a business plan. Let's see if it has legs. And it all just really snowballed from there. No. My, my favorite part of that that story that Jason just told is that they're they're flying over some highway. I for, I forget what it was with a with a pretty strong headwind and 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 looking down and you know I I mean that that thing probably has what like eighty horsepower. It, it, it's not a lot, and so top top speed's not much faster than your car could go if if that. And with a headwind, definitely not. And what did we, you look down and what did you? What did you? The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. That's <laughs> awesome on I eighty. So that's, that's a humbling awesome. experience. <laughs> I hope that he was looking up at you too and going, "We're passing a plane." Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> sure he was that. telling all of his friends. Is that a kite or a plane? There. I can't tell. It looks really old. I don't think it's really a plane. He thought it was one of those balsa wood gliders, like, but it was just ten feet away. Yeah, when he threw it there. So, <laughs> you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Flight Co. Brewing. most award-winning brewery east of the Mississippi has come to Atlanta. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant is now serving in Dunwoody at Perimeter Mall and in Buckhead on Peachtree near Phipps Plaza. Serving a variety of menu items from a completely scratch kitchen plus craft beer brewed 10 feet from your table. You have to try their cheesesteak egg rolls paired with a signature craft beer. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant serving Atlanta in Buckhead and Dunwoody. Drop in today or make a reservation or place a pickup or delivery order at ironhillbrewery.com. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Shake it, back. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, KLZN, 1490 AM in Susanville, California. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KLZN every Saturday at 3 p.m. Now let's get back to Flight Co. Brewing. Guys, we just cracked into your heading 270, a West Coast IPA, and... I was going to ask this, guys. I think I think the West Coast we're seeing a resurgence of the West Coast IPA. I'm seeing more and more breweries release them. Uh, when I check the TTB website for label approvals, we're seeing a lot more West Coasters coming out. So, you guys are a little further west than we are. Has it stayed popular out there, or is it seeing a resurgence uh, in your area as well? It it has. Um, you know the the hazies are all the rage. So right. That's- a, a big seller for us as well. Um, but we've really seen a lot more people coming in asking for, you know, that a little more traditional IPA style. And it's, it's been fun. Uh, this, the one you're drinking now, the 270, we do a kind of keep the base beer the same and the malt structure, but then rotate the hops and every version is a little different. Uh, so it, it adds something new, but you know, every time we brew it, it's kind of that rotating, 
that rotating version of, hey, what hops do we want to throw in this one and, and keep it fresh? But, so I was curious what the what the name means, heading 270. I'm sure it's an aviation term, and I have almost no aviation knowledge whatsoever. The compass. Is it, is compass. it, is it west? 270, is that what it heading, is? heading west. west. Okay, I was wondering. I figured it might be a west reference. What's but, 90 times 3, bro? It's two seventy. Is it two seventy? Okay, yeah. I'm not a calculator, Tim. How that's how fine. could I ever that's know not, this? Sorry. How could I ever know this? The world may never know. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's never 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 eat soggy waffles. There you go. Okay, you got that. Uh, you know what? I I'm gonna live by those words. Yes, yeah. <laughs> live live. Good stuff. Um, let's see. I had another question here about uh, West Coast IPAs. Do you think people are getting a little hazy fatigue? A little milky fatigue here? I mean, milky, probably. I hope so. Uh, hazy, I don't... It, it doesn't seem so. We have our, our fogged out uh, hazy IPA on our menu, and we'll release anything. I mean, this, this you know, Aero Mexico Mexican lager that I'm drinking right, right now, that Tipsy Nipper Belgian Saison, the Heading 270 you guys have, it doesn't really matter. And we're always comparing it to, hey, did it, did it outsell the hazy this month? Yeah, see, oh, wow. see how it ranked it, against the did hazy. It, did it come close? Because there, there was a long time that no matter what we brewed, hazy would outsell it two to one. Wow, I get it. Sure. We, we can get close now, but in full force, our hazy IPA just absolutely crushes the competition. No matter no matter what we do, what specials we run. Um, so, cons- from the consumer's perspective, because they're buying what they like, uh, it's. It's tough to compete with a hazy. Still can't compete with the hazy. From though. what you're saying, though, it sounds like other styles are starting to gain on it. Though. So maybe it's losing I definitely, a little bit of that I, perch. I, I think so. Um, but at Especially the same time, the lighter beers. Yep. Yeah. Is, okay. is where we've seen it. Um, yeah. You know, we, and, and I'm sure you guys know, but like, you know, as a smaller craft brewery, having a lot of loggers in the lineup is, is hard. It's, it yeah. takes a lot longer to make them. And that ties up tank space. Um, makes kind of the logistical side a lot more difficult but you know that that mexican lager can really can start to compete especially when when the season starts getting nice and we've got spring and summer ahead yeah it's almost uh, like thing. we got a blonde ale going in the tank tomorrow morning i'm going to be in there brewing to really fill out the lighter side of the menu way yeah, back it's almost in- like uh palate fatigue rather than hazy fatigue. understood yeah and you know i saw way back in 2020 someone made the comment that, hey, we're going to see a surge in loggers because you can't sell beer. People can't come to your brewery. <laughs> nothing's moving. Now you can afford the real estate to logger in. So yeah. if that, you know what, silver lining of the pandemic, maybe we get more great loggers out here, right? I mean, I mean, every, every, yeah. Every, everybody needs a good lawn mowing beer. They do. Absolutely, man. We're, I mean, we love it. You know, like we, we mentioned, we're going to a little beer fest here soon where, you know, celebrating those kinds of beers and, uh, I, I was having a chat online earlier this week where you see so many people who maybe are not quite like they like craft beer, but they're not weird freaks like we are with beer, you know, and they so many of them say, well, every beer is an IPA. And the simple fact is, if you're if you think that you're just not looking beyond the IPAs, you know, yeah, because the hazy, fruity, milky milkshake, this and that gets the hype out there. But every brewery you go to with a couple of exceptions is going to have a good variety, and you're, pro- you're probably going to see a Pilsner there or j- at least a light lager. You know, you're going to have a, a more drinkable, you know, you're going to have that Blondell or a, a brown, a lighter porter, 
You know, there's there's good variety out there. Or perhaps even an amber or red ale, which no, we're nearly those, extinct. No. That's <laughs> probably. Oh, you're those. speaking my language. <laughs> See, getting him in uh, there, right? I yeah. actually saw something always... where where Jason had mentioned he was a was it Amber's that you're a big fan of? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now talking I about like a style you don't see profile. It's see speaks to me. We were talking about how saisons don't get the love. Amber ales that that's one there that uh, just not much love for them anymore, huh? Which which is so interesting to me because it. You know, in my mind, those were a lot of the staple beers at kind of the start of the craft brewing industry. Yeah. You, you look back to kind of the, call it in the 90s, and amber ales were, were what was craft beer. And I, I feel like that's that's definitely shifted. Now it's it's very hot focused and driven. And part of the reason, you know, I think hazies have been so popular is you've kept all of the tropical flavors, the the different fruits elements that that people really generally like all the grapefruit flavors but you've removed so much of the bitterness where it's it's yeah. so much more approachable you know it used to be it used to be yet kind of to your point just those kind of crazy craft brewer advocates that were really looking towards the IPAs now it's everyone everyone wants your hoppiest hazy beer yeah we st- we still the bitterness that it was we still get people coming in that think that hoppy bitter hoppy is craft beer yeah. all the time. Oh, I don't like craft beer. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you not like bitter beer? Yeah, no, no, I don't like, I don't like bitter. Like, okay. Like have you tried the other three quarters of our menu. Yeah, that's it. You know, we've said many times there's, there's something out there for everyone. Oh yeah. You know, if yeah. you're a wine drinker, if you're a Scott, a bourbon drinker, you know, what have you, that's, I did, uh, I did some spots with our local radio station, extra 106.3 shout out. Yeah. And uh, uh, the morning DJ there, Tug Coward, he's, he said he likes whiskey. He's like, you know, I just never got into beer. Now, he was a step back from the bitter to where a lot of people think beer and they see the Bud Miller Coors. That's still their mindset of a beer. And But he said, I've tried a bunch of different ones, and I just, you know, haven't found one I like the taste of. He's like, I like to sit down with a whiskey and, you know, a whiskey and Coke or something like that. I'm like, I guarantee you I can find you one that would hit that sweet spot for you. It's out there. I wonder if he would mm-hmm. be into a, a, a barrel-aged amber beer. It could be. We did talk well, about it. Funny them. enough, we make one of those. We there do. You How about that? How <laughs> did I know that, Tim? What? what? I mean, we're reading each other's minds. Look <laughs> yeah. at that. There's Wait, a connection. Beer that, beer, that, beer that tastes like whiskey? Yes, count me in. Well, there's a lot of there's also a lot of cocktail themed uh, there are beers sure. out there right yeah, there's now, a lot which of I think would a, would appeal to people that are yeah. like they're thinking of beer being a certain way. It's like, no, these taste like cocktails, you know. Yeah, with yeah. a beer background, but yeah. That's I, I was chatting with. It's, it's one of the best parts of this industry and, and of, of the beer side of the diversity that's possible is truly amazing. It is, can, yeah. Everything from sours to dark beers, light beers, hoppy, yeast-driven saisons, there, there's so many different flavor profiles. Someone just needs to kind of explore to get it. I wonder what has what hasn't been explored. Well, you never know what hasn't been explored until you question. explore it. Right? Yeah, that's that's one of those things. Well, I mean, people keep trying to 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 push those the the envelope. They're going, you know, like the, lately it's been the cold IPA, which is kind of not really a new style, but kind of a new style, and people are pushing there. So. And uh, you know, my idea of the double dry hop saison, I've not seen yeah. that, so that's a possibility. Could be hazy, maybe not. Who knows? So there's there there are options out there, but I think that. I think that people like with we were talking about earlier with the saison. Some some styles are approached with reverence, and people don't want to mess with them. But once people realize that they can mess with them, all bets are off. Anything can happen. 
There's no telling. Yeah, exactly. And the IPA will never be the same. It never will be. Yep. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take us another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Flight Co. Brewing. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's the perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Flight Co. Brewing. Flight Co. Brewing, Denver, Colorado. We've talked a lot of just really good general beer talk today, but we want to talk about your breweries. We want to talk about your breweries here. So you opened your first location in 2019. Is that correct? And you have a second location coming. That sounds pretty awesome. Would one of you guys like to tell us a little bit about location two? Yeah. Morgan, you want to take this? Morgan, let's go, man. Let's do it. I I gave you the opportunity. He he doesn't like talking at all. So I want to give him the opportunity. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's good. Bring him out of his shell. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, we uh, we had the good fortune of taking over the former uh, Stapleton Airport Control Tower, which was Denver International Airport up until 1996. Um, and so an aviation-themed brewery gets to open um, in an airport control tower. And, I mean, that's the story. We're, we're incredibly excited about it. That's pretty awesome. I, I saw, and I'm trying to figure how this gets in an aircraft control tower. Maybe this is your other location. But is there a bowling alley? In one of your breweries? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, the, in, in the new location. So right. uh, it, it was renovated. Uh, so it sat vacant for 20 years. Um, and then in 2016, it was purchased and renovated by Punchbowl Social. All right. Um, and uh, so entertainment bar chain uh, across the United States. Um, they put in six lanes of a bowling alley, uh, two downstairs, four upstairs. Uh, there's also a 18-hole miniature golf course on the patio. Um, and then an, an arcade, uh, some, some dartboards, other entertainment aspects, uh, all of which we'll be keeping and carrying through our theme because this day and age, the, the, the cost of entry is a quality product. So yes, you need to have excellent beer, but what experience are you providing? What memories are you helping people create? And so uh, what a perfectly crafted space uh, for us to take over with the aviation history, but also with all of these entertainment aspects built in that, frankly, without this this opportunity that the the pandemic and closure provided, we, we would have never been able 
uh, to walk into. You know, Morgan, you mentioned the experience now, and I think that's something that we've seen shift over the last handful of years. I'll just say handfuls. But, uh, you know, I remember in Georgia, and I know things have been different in Colorado, but there was a time that all we could do here was a tour and tasting. And you could open a brewery in a warehouse and do nothing to the tap room at all, and people would still come there to visit. Even when our beer laws changed for a while there, a lot of the tap rooms were still basically just tables in a warehouse that they put a rope to rope off the brewery but now it is getting to where people are going for the experience they want more they want more than just beer as 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 the market segment grows it has to take more and more from other markets right and so it used to be that we were just competing with ourselves and nothing where else could you get a craft beer in your community well you you couldn't so where did you go drink it at a warehouse but if if there's a warehouse and then across the street there's there's somebody that serves a burger in a restaurant and also makes their beer. Well, I'll go to the place that has the, the burger. And then across the street from that is a place that has a burger and some some live music and and good craft beer. Well, I, I think I'll go there. And so how, how many of those boxes can you check seems to be the shift in our industry. So our, our, our market segment continues to grow, um, but it's it's not growing from nothing. It's just taking from others. Right. Like where we are, Iron Mager Brewing is our partner here. Our studio is inside Iron Mager Brewing. They have their brewery. They partner with a meadery, so there's a mead tap room there, and there's an axe throwing range. So, you know, you can come out, have a beer. Checking all the boxes. How Which, many boxes can you check? Yeah, yep. exactly. So I want to I be clear about that. Are you actually opening the tap room inside of an air traffic controller tower itself, or are you just attached to that? Because that would be pretty amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. The answer is yes. Uh, so it's all, it's all technically one building. So the, the air traffic control tower – um, which is 164 feet tall, built, um, originally opened, I think it was in 1962, 1963, uh, to service the airport is still there. Um, the first two floors that we occupy um, to get from the first floor to the second floor, the elevator is still in that control tower. The stair core around the elevator is, is the first two floors of the control tower. Uh, the tower itself uh, is currently inaccessible due to some ADA regulations that were attempting to overcome with uh, our landlord but ho- okay. hopefully in the next two to three years uh, we can get the top of the tower activated uh, we're, we're working back with the city of denver um, to try to get some support on that end because it's it's no small task to remodel something that that high up so what you're saying is that's really the vip seating up there vip yeah. <laughs> that's where we'll put you guys no Let's all right we'll yes, be there. The, when, there, when we fly directly better. in can can we fly directly in since you've oh, got seeing, a tower finger finger guns there's yeah. finger guns this, <laughs> is, I mean, this needs finger park, guns yeah big park just to the east and i'm pretty sure you could land right there no problem okay, okay so you can yeah. fly directly <laughs> to it all right then that's that's perfect I'll blow up a balloon and throw you out the window on the balloon you can just <laughs> it'll be, right in there, it'll be great. It'll, it'll work perfectly. It's going to be beautiful. You know, you what talk about wrong? The ex- nothing, nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you talk about the experience, you know, the experience is here and you're not really adding anything new. You're taking it from other places. And I got to admit, I feel a little torn because I love my beer bars. I love my craft beer bars. We have a couple of great ones here in Atlanta, more than a couple, but we have the Porter beer bar, brick store pub, uh, Argosy. You know, just ones like the Nest is a great beer bar. We've got Truck and Tap. You know, there's there's good places to go for food and beer. And I know that I've heard some of getting hurt. And guys, I know you all you know all too well in Denver, Falling Rock, just a fantastic place. It was kind of a victim of you know the changes in the pandemic and that. So, is there a happy answer there? Is there anything we can do to where everybody can live in harmony here? I mean, I definitely think so. There's 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 always room uh, for a quality tap room, whether you're making your own beer, or whether you're serving high, a high quality beer from somebody else. 
it comes down to that experiential component, right? Are you helping people make memories? Are you delivering a high quality of service? Do people feel good when they leave your establishment? You know, Falling Rock fell victim, not to make a pun, but it did. Uh, Falling Rock fell, fell victim to the downtown plight, right? Downtown okay. Denver. Yeah. It's been difficult. There was a lot of road construction and building construction on their street for many years in a row that inhibited the flow of traffic to their building. Uh, the rising costs of downtown and, and downtown rent. And, and frankly, a lot of people have moved their interests from downtown pre-pandemic in a lot of cities back to the suburbs. And so if, you know, there's a ton of room for that successful beer bar um, in your local neighborhood. In downtown. the right place. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and we, we, we want nothing more than for them to succeed because who do we distribute our beer to? You got to have those who, partners and, out there, man. And, and, and who best represents that product, right? Like you could, you can sell your beer to anybody, but is it going to make an impact if you sell it to just anyone? No, you want that local friendly bar where the bartender knows your name, knows your style preference. And you walk in and, they, and he says, he or she says, man, I got something new for you. Try this. Oh, exactly. I, I, I met, yeah. I met the brewer the other day. They did a pint night. They just came by. Those people that can share our story on our behalf are, are always going to be valuable and, and necessary partners in our business. So yes, there is always room for a good craft beer. Bar. I'll share a story that I think really highlighted for me, the quality of some of our beer bars here. Brian and I, about a year or two ago, we got just insanely infatuated with the side pull taps oh, and yeah. the slow pour, you know, slow pour side pull taps. And we went to the Porter Beer Bar here in Atlanta because they were one of the few that had the side pole. And uh, we got smart. We learned this. We'd order a regular beer and order the side pole so we could drink that while we were waiting on the, the slow pour to get out there. A waiting beer, if you will. But there was one time when I saw our server coming, saw our server coming to us, and they got caught up at a table. And anyhow, a couple minutes went on, and that the foam dissipated on that slow pour, you know. And the owner was walking by and without saying a word, Molly, yes, Molly grabbed the beer off the tray and took it back and topped it up with a, fro- a proper slow pour yep. phone top. No words were said to the server, to me, to anyone. She just made that beer its best and then brought it back to. And that's in that experience, people who care to that level, there's always a place for that. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and so what you described is, is the experience. And so you don't need the bowling alleys. You don't need the control tower. You don't need the 18-hole miniature golf course. That, that'll bring people in for the first time. Sure, we, we're, we're taking over this iconic building, right? To where everybody's curious. Everybody wants to come give us a shot at least once. Um, but the experience that you just described is what gets people to come back time and time again because you right. left feeling like you were an important person to that business. Guys, we've not got a lot of time here, but I'm going to follow up on your question. Why are people going to come back to Flight Co.? I think it's a little bit of a combination of all of that. It's the, We take a lot of pride in our beer, take a lot of pride in our service, and and developing that regular culture. It's something now we see at our original location on a daily basis is the same people coming back day after day. We get people stopping in for the first time, traveling through, but it, it is really building that community culture. The second location is going to be a, a, a bigger chunk of that, and it's just a much bigger building, but it's the same overall vibe underneath. We want to be your local, your local spot. Good stuff. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Morgan, if people want to find out what is going on at FlightCo, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, FlightCoBeer.com is always going to have some updated news. Um, You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at FlightCoBrewing. And yeah, we'd love to see you by the tap room. And uh, stay tuned for the collab Saison coming out with uh, Guys Radio. (laughs) And just so everyone knows, that is F-L-Y-T-E-C-O, FlightCo. FlightCoBeer.com. Check them out on the socials. Guys, Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Beer Guys Radio. Coming up next week, 
Toppling Goliath Brewing. Ooh. Brian, we're going to talk to Toppling Goliath. We are Beer Guys Radio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in craft beer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.